Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of my podcast. Today's episode features a really cool human being that I actually met through social media. So believe it or not, you can actually find some pretty dope people when you decide to reach out, connect, follow, comment, etc. on social media. I found her through one of her platforms because she has so many and I started following her and was just really inspired by the pictures, the imagery, the content in general that she was sharing via Instagram was really just touching me in a really amazing way. And so today we are going to have a little bit of a candid conversation about motherhood, about birthing, about the role specifically of a doula. So this is definitely for my women out there. I mean, men, of course, you can listen. But in the spirit of recent Mother's Day that we celebrated, I thought that this episode would be appropriately placed here. So get comfortable, take a couple of long, deep cleansing breaths and get ready to listen to another conversation. Well, we will just um, dive right in just, you know, so, you know, this is just a casual, candid conversation. The reason that I like using the app is because sometimes once the conversation gets going, people kind of forget, oh yeah, I'm recording a podcast because it's like you're just talking on the phone. But we're going to start with, um, I'm just going to give you the floor and let you introduce yourself to whoever's listening. Um, Tell us your name, maybe your astrological sign, if you're into that, uh, your day job, and then maybe share like one of your passions. All right. I am, my name is Christina and thank you for having me. Um, That was just interesting how we, you know, fought through and I'm, I'm thankful to be able to, you know, share, but I'm a Pisces which is interesting as always. Um, But I'm on the cusp. So I'm on the last day and I'm on the cusp of rebirth. And I definitely feel like that's what it's been about, um, continuing to rebirth. Um, My day job right now is doulaing. I am a birth and postpartum doula. Um, And my passion, one of my passions is also connected to Um, what I do, which is yoga. um, And just really, I feel writing as well. So creativity is like all, is everything for me. Um, So for me to be like just one, I'm like, yeah, that's (laughs) difficult a little bit. But those are the things that that definitely, I would say, stand out and connect me to, um, you know, to other things as well. So Yeah. Awesome. 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 So for those who don't know, can you explain a little more uh, about what a doula is and what that role entails and how you support women with that practice? Sure. Sure. Um, Doula is a Greek word. So um, the meaning behind it is um, servant, a woman's servant. And it pretty much um, you are her servant from it can be from labor to birth and then it can be from birth to postpartum. So um, depending on where she would like you to show up and hold space for her, um, your services would be, would entail um, showing up, of course, being able to hold space, 
maybe massage, mm-hmm. feeding, making sure that mama is fed during labor if that's what she wants. Um, but overall, um, and it can get into the specifics. I can get into the specifics, of course. But mm-hmm. overall, it's just reminding, reminding mamas and um, families of their power and making sure that they get the birth that they want. And um, it's a very powerful space to be in. Um, I give information as far as lactation, breastfeeding, um, healing after. It takes a woman's body up to a year to heal after, you know, such wow. <laughs> a major event. Yeah. 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 So um, being able to hold, hold space and that fourth trimester um, with postpartum mm-hmm. is really big. Because um, in the Black community, I don't think that the awareness is there. We, you know, um, have labeled it possibly something different. But being able to to be able to, um, you know, show up for that fourth trimester and hold space for mom when baby is getting attention and love from everyone else is is pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a full spectrum doula. Okay. So um, full spectrum is 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 uh how would I explain it? I feel like it's just being able to hold greater space okay. um for women who may have miscarriages, mm-hmm. um who may have um you know, who may want to receive abortions, mm-hmm. um, who have stillbirths, um, making sure that everyone is supported through through this process, through the transition. And um, that's really, it's big in a sense for me personally. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I have a daughter, so making sure that she's educated as well. So a doula, I feel, encompasses all of that mm-hmm. as far as um, reminding reminding a person of their power and, um, yeah, holding wow. space, being that wow. neutral place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty amazing. I um, and thank you so much for sharing that in the detail that you did. I am am to a mother, and my son is you know sixteen years old now. And sixteen years ago in Dallas, Texas, where I was living at the time, where you know I gave birth and went through my second, second and third trimester, kind of like in the middle of transitioning from living in one state to living in another state and, you know, going through relationship changes and all these kinds of things going on. I remember when I looked back at the very beginning of my pregnancy and I said, you know, I'm going to do this total like holistic, you know, hippie earth-like experience. And I'm going to find myself a doula and I'm going to do a home birth. And, you know, that was my plan at the beginning. And then when the time came, I didn't have that experience. You know, I actually carried till 42 weeks and was, you know, had a very old school doctor who was saying, oh, no, 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 we're going to induce the labor. And I had 26 hours of induced labor, which was ridiculous and ended up having to have a C-section. And I remember that experience when I think about it now, 16 years later, it was very traumatic And my intention at the beginning of my pregnancy was to have an experience where a woman would 
be that that coach, that partner, essentially, through the pregnancy and through the labor and delivery and the postpartum. And I'm really glad you brought that up because I hadn't even, I've never heard anyone refer to the fourth trimester before. This is the very first time that I've ever heard that. And as I was listening to you, I was like, yeah, there is a fourth trimester and it does feel like it lasts for 12 to 18 months. And (laughs) you know what I mean? During that time, I did not have a, a doula or a woman who could hold that space. And I, you know, overcame severe postpartum depression for almost 24 months after my son was born. And a lot of it stemmed, I believe, stemmed from having such a traumatic labor and delivery experience. And so I, you know, I commend and honor you for taking that charge and answering that call to do that. Um, because if I could, you know, turn back time, I'd be on the phone like Christina. Can you come to <laughs> Dallas? You know what and I'm I saying? I would be there. I would be there. So, and I, um, you know, my, my heart, you know, I send, you know, love to you because mm-hmm. that trauma is, is real. And, um, there are a lot of, of women, there are a lot of women who have been through it. And, um, it's such a, our womb is such a sacred place that there's, there's, there's layers that we have to continue to pull back. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I go in sometimes and, you know, a mom may not even want me to, to cook or prepare anything. She just may want to talk. And so, um, when you mentioned trauma, it was just like, yes. So being able to, to be that shoulder as well. And just that support, it's definitely big, um, for me, you know, to, to be able to show up in that way. No, yeah. do you? So thank yeah. you. Yo, hey, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's so when I, when I think about you like this podcast, for instance, and a lot of people have asked me, you know, what's your podcast about? And I'm like, it's about a lot of things. It's about things that resonate with me, things that I've experienced, things that I, you know, see in present day, things that I recall from previous experiences. And when it comes to a featured guest, I always think about when I think of this person, what's the first thing that comes to mind when I come up with like the topic, so to speak, that we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. And from, you know, seeing you on social media through Thick Girl Yoga, plug for that. Uh, and then all <laughs> Thick Girl Yoga, check it out on Instagram, Facebook, and everywhere that social media can be found. Um, when I found you there and then, you know, just started watching just your yoga journey and watching the body positivity and the embracing of femininity that was coming through that and then being able to connect with you, you know, through other social media platforms and then being able to share space with you. Finally, it seems like, (laughs) you know, a couple of weeks ago in our sister circle and continuing that journey of connection has been really powerful for me just to be a compassionate witness to seeing what you're doing and the healing that you're creating in the lives of others. And I just, you know, I just need to send you some, some love and appreciation for that to let you know that if you don't already know, you are definitely walking in your truth and you're definitely standing firmly in that path that is really already laid out for you. So I'm, I'm excited. You decided to say yes to that. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, I accept, I accept yeah. that 
Good. Holy, yes. Good, yes. good, good. <laughs> now, let me ask you a question. Do you find that women in the, the Black community, Black women, our Black mm-hmm. mothers, are open to the idea of, I guess, alternative approaches to the the pregnancy and the labor and delivery than versus like adopting the traditional like Western medicine and that kind of thing that you notice? I think, the, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I think that, well, currently I feel um, <laughs> in the day and age that we're in, a lot of, a lot of people are going back. A lot of people are going back to that ancestral wisdom, um, and that's a part of my training. So I do think that it's still, there's not a lot of awareness about what we can receive that's that's right there in our face. Mm-hmm. Because I, I will say from my personal journey, I... I knew I wanted to have a water birth. I'm like, I love the water. I never <laughs> really cared for hospitals. Um, it was really expensive, though. I mm-hmm. went on the west side to a birth center that was comparing comparing a wedding to the birth. And I was wow. like, I didn't even plan on paying $30,000 for a wedding. I right. Mean, I, you know, and I'm just like, isn't my body doing all of the work? Like, isn't it me doing the work? So um, luckily, I, you know, not even luckily, like it was divine that mm-hmm. I met my midwife and my doulas, which one of them, you know, Roz mm-hmm. um, and Rashad from Crimson Fig. I have to plug her every time because she's still my midwife helping me birth. Mm-hmm. Um, but they... I had a I had a team of sisters around me who helped me to to bring you know Hannah through my daughter, and um, I had to step out of what I saw. I I was a doula before I knew I was a doula. Um, at fourteen, I was in the hospital holding my aunt's hand while she got an epidural for my aunt. Um, I attended abortions in high school. Um, and supported my girlfriends. Um, so I think it's a matter of putting these these things in our face, these these experiences and sharing it and making it to where it's average. Because right now it's average for a woman in New York to pay three to five thousand dollars for a doula. Ooh. And we don't we don't see that. We don't see the we don't see the the, the fact that um, we deserve our our you know our mm-hmm. own um, our own space, right. but also our own doulas, doulas who look like us. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. It's um, it's one of those things where I feel that we have to just normalize it. To where it's okay to, it's definitely okay to have a doula. It's definitely okay to have someone present who can hold space and speak your rights while you're in labor um, or being able to know that you can get your placenta encapsulated and it's not anything that's weird, Um, but it's something that's, you know, that was traditionally done as well. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's just, uh, I feel it's a matter of putting it in our face a little bit and then seeing if we're we're open to trusting it 
Right. I like yeah. that. Thank you for sharing that. And yes, like you said, shout out to Roz, the doula, shout out to Rasha, shout out to all of the women of color, black women yes. who have answered the call. And like you said, are embracing these really ancient tribal practices that were the norm. You know, the idea of taking a woman into this sterile environment where people go to die <laughs> to have a baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? was always the craziest thing to me that the idea, cause I too am not a fan of hospitals. Um, I feel like, you know, yes, hospitals are a place where tr- illness is supposedly treated, but I also know that hospitals have morgues in them. And I don't, yes. the idea of birthing life into a place where pe- people are breathing their last breath, you know, I'm all about, you know, the transition and reciprocity of, you know, of, of living. However, I still just, it never sat right with me. And something about having women supporting and holding space for women while we are, like you said, doing all the work while our bodies are doing all the work is a really powerful practice. And it feels like that's the way that it was always done. You know, that's yes. the way that <laughs> it's the way that it was always done. You know, if right. I think back to, you know, I mean, as far as like the stories that have been shared with me by my elders and those who have passed on that when it was time for a woman, when a, when a woman discovered that she was with child or she was pregnant or whatever they referred to it as at that time, she went to the women in her tribe and said, I'm about to have a baby. And it was celebrated and she was embraced and she was nurtured and she was cared for from beginning till end, whatever the end was, whether it was, like you said, a, a, a live thriving birth, or if it was a stillborn birth, or if it was a termination that she was carried through that. And I mm-hmm. think that present day, something else that's really standing out for me as I'm listening to you is the way that a doula supports the women who do choose to terminate their pregnancy for reasons of their own understanding to be able to have a doula, a person who is trained and holds just that, that magic to be able to hold space for those women is so powerful because I've had a termination as a young child, as a result of a sexual assault. And I also had a termination as an older adult who just made poor choices and, that was the best thing for me at the time. And I can say in neither of those instances did I have another woman who said, I'm here to hold space for you. I'm here to hold your hand. I'm here to, like you said, be that shoulder. I didn't have that. And so it makes me so happy to know that people like you walk in this world who are able to hold that space and shred those layers of shame that are often carried as a result of those experiences because a woman's body is imperfect. I have friends and family members who've experienced miscarriage after miscarriage after miscarriage, and there's shame that they carry because of that, because they didn't have that woman, that doula, that magical goddess energy around them to say, I got you and we're going to be all right. And so when people think of doulas, I don't even know if they go that far to think of how powerful these women actually are. So I just want to say, girl, I'm just just feeling so happy about you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you know, um, I, it's, it's been a journey. 
it's been a journey and I, I definitely want to share my story more, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also, as I said, I, I love to write. Mm-hmm. So, um, a lot of my, my outlet has been writing and, and sharing creatively, mm-hmm. of course, you know, through poetry, um, my journey, but I have suffered. Well, not, I wouldn't say suffered, but, um, I have had a, um, a miscarriage. I've had terminations as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm able to connect, I feel in, a, in another way, right. um, because of that, you know, just the understanding and going through some of the same things and being mm-hmm. able to, to really work on my healing to, right. so, so that I can be in this place. But, um, that's one of the things that I, um, I believe that we should know is that we'll, we'll be supported and we won't be judged. Yes. You know, that's big. That's just, just in general, you know, I'm not judging you. I'm here. Right. How you want me to show up. Right. Right. Exactly. Now, do you, are most of the, the women that you work with, are these women that also have partners that they're, you know, going through their, whether, you know, husbands, spouses, you know, girlfriends, what boyfriends, or do you work with just the women one-on-one? How do you show up for them? I've, I've worked with families. I've worked one-on-one, um, mother and daughter. I had three generations in a room before. Um, you know, it's, 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 when I, um, when I interview Mm -hmm. with, with people who, who want to meet with me, um, it's more or less, you know, we're vibing each other out. And usually Mm -hmm. before sometimes the interview, just, I would say that initial conversation, you kind of know. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's, um, a matter of who, who is open to, to receiving. Um, I don't, I have no bias. And, um, as I said, I'm there to support. So, um, I do have a couple who is looking at, um, insemination, you know, Mm. to bring, Mm -hmm. you know, beautiful life into this world. Um, I've had clients who are single Mm -hmm. and, you know, they, they want me to be there in the space just to, to hold some space and show up if they need anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the really hands-on clients and okay. married clients. And so there's um, there's support that I feel um, shows up in all different ways. Okay. So, yeah. So what is the, what is the, for those who don't know, what would you, what is the difference, or I guess the one of the biggest differences between the the role of a midwife and the role of a doula? A midwife is medical. She's she is the person who can give medical attention in a sense of a pap smear. Mm-hmm. She can put her hand down there and check. Okay. Um, she's able to, you know, she understands the form and, um, you know, the position of the baby while still in the womb. And mm-hmm. some doulas know these things as well. But mm-hmm. the fine line is that doulas aren't to give any medical information. Okay. Okay. And that's one of the things that I'm just like, it depends on who you're servicing. Mm. Because um, some of my teachers say that we should check blood pressure. And in the Black community, we should definitely check blood pressure. You know? (laughs) Yes. Um, Even though I'm not a medical doctor, Mm -hmm. you know, as 
a person who cares about you. Yes. <laughs> you know, in general, I would say, yeah, we could just go ahead and look at that. Go ahead and check that out. Just yeah. make sure there ain't no hypertension happening in there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So in the midwife, um, I would say the midwife comes in after, in, in most cases, but, you know, sometimes the midwife can be the doula as well. Okay. But usually I would say the midwife comes in to deliver the baby as like the OBGYN does. So um, she'll be there through that active labor. And um, before that, you know, you'll have your doulas there supporting you, maybe, um, you know, rubbing your back or positioning you however you like water, ice chips, honey chips, all that good stuff. Okay. Okay. Now, earlier you mentioned the support that you are able to provide for women in the fourth trimester and that it can take up to a year for a woman to fully recover after giving birth. Now, in this nation, uh, (laughs) women get on average, what, like six to eight weeks of, you know, maternity leave from their job, if that. Um, How do you, you know, how do you show up for these women after the birth and once the baby is here and thriving? What what kinds of things are you teaching them or coaching them through? I would say my really, uh, I would say the biggest thing is just reminding them that they have to rest, reminding them Mm. that they just gave birth. (laughs) <laughs> it just that gave part. birth to another life a human or yeah <laughs> they, or they just went through a transition mm-hmm. you know just a big transition mm-hmm. um through you know physical you know one that's spiritual def- definitely one that's mental mm-hmm. and you know it's like you're supposed to be resting let everyone else do everything mm-hmm. <laughs> people should not be coming to your house without food or mm-hmm. you know um without having some intention of maybe, you know, doing the laundry or, hey, dishes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, so reminding them of that and then, you know, reminding them to eat. Right. Because I have mamas who um, were feeding and we're giving them that liquid gold, which is awesome, Mm -hmm. but we're not, we're not remembering to feed ourselves. Right. And granted, you know, it's totally understandable because there's a lot going on, mm-hmm. but we have to learn to to kind of put ourselves first again. And so it's remembering, you know, who you are and not getting too lost so that you can still stay connected and take care of yourself um, through, through the transition. Um, so some of those things that I mentioned, I offer. So okay. I'll come through and make a healing soup. I offer a healing bath as well, after birth bath, um, massage, Ooh. and we wrap the stomach, we wrap the womb. Um, it depends on how, you know, I'm to show up how um, mm-hmm. <laughs> one family who Baba was a chef, so oh. I have to cook. Well, there you go. You're like, I don't need to do that part. Yes, I didn't have to, you know, show up in that space. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I showed up by, you know, massaging and Mm -hmm. rubbing mama's feet and giving her, you know, some self-care, some time for herself while the baby was napping. That's so dope. I feel like every woman needs a doula, like, all the time. Yes. (laughs) Like, not just, not, like, especially, (laughs) you know, mamas and mothers and, you know, grandmothers, you know, I feel like women need a doula, like, 
every day, um, just depending <laughs> on, you know what I mean? Your, your life. And I say specifically for moms, because, you know, as a mother myself, I do remember when my son was born, that feeling of, okay, it's not about me anymore necessarily. Like I immediately felt like it's not about me. And I remember being in, you know, the hospital and talking to family on the phone, you know, still groggy from anesthesia. And my grandfather, this was like the last time that I actually spoke to my grandfather was when I was in the hospital the day that my son was born. And he said to me, okay, you know that your life is not yours anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. And I knew that he wasn't saying it, you know, in in a negative way, but it was Mm -hmm. that sensation of like, your life is not yours anymore, Keyshawn. Your, Your life is now for this child. And what was interesting about that is 11 days later, my grandfather transitioned and it was like, he was here in, in spirit, so to speak, when my son was born and then he transitioned. And it's so crazy because I feel like my son is the second iteration of my grandfather, which is just a trip Mm. in itself. So, but I remember that feeling of everything that I do from here on is going to impact, influence, and affect this other person. And not necessarily realizing that if I'm not eating, if I'm not sleeping, if I'm not, you know, being active in some form, if I'm not taking care of spiritually and emotionally and mentally, it's going to impact and influence this child. And a lot of mothers forget that, you know, Mm -hmm. because well, one from sleep deprivation, probably we, our brains are not (laughs) quite as functional, but we forget. And it's like, sometimes we have this awakening at some point. And for me, the awakening was when my son was like a teenager that I was like, wait a minute. Okay. You're pretty much self-sufficient, you know, to an extent at this point, you don't really need me to like get you up for school and make your learn. You know, you can do a lot of things on your own. I need to do something for me. But it was like Mm -hmm. 12 years later, you know what I mean? It was was like, I haven't had a massage in a decade, you know, those kinds of things that I think women do need that reminder, you know, that support that says, hey, did you, did you take a shower today? You know what I mean? Did you soak in a tub for 45 minutes or longer if you want to? Did you eat, you know, one of your favorite foods or something like that? Because we become so we're enamored with our children. You know, we are in love with them before they even come out into the world. So we want to just give, 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 and give. And we sometimes forget that we do have to retain, you know, some of it for ourselves. And I think that's also a really powerful part of what you do is to be that source of reminding like, yeah, I got you. I'm here to support you. I too am a mother. I know what this feels like, or I can at least relate to what it feels like. And Yes, you do need to go and, you know, let me sit and massage your feet for a little while and the baby will be okay, you know, and right. to know that that's important. So I think it's, it's, also, it's really, really cool in that sense, because sometimes our, our society doesn't necessarily as much, I think starting to maybe change now, but doesn't necessarily support or celebrate the role of the full-time mother, And what that looks like Mm. to try to balance, you know, I, in the work that I do, I have a client who is a relatively new mom. She had, strangely enough, you know, a very similar birthing experience as to what I had, um, but, you know, had her first child a little later in life. And she, you know, shared with me recently that she was feeling really bad about not being able to have that fourth trimester 
with her son and having to rush back to work and hiring nannies and all these different kinds of things. And that feeling of, why can't I just be home with him until he can walk? Why can't I just do that? What would that look like? You know, and I, you know, try to give her as much encouragement as I can. I'm like, well, I can help you start a business that you can do from home, <laughs> you know, yes, and yes. <laughs> that's, that's a way to, to get around it. But, um, now there's a this. way there's a way I was going to say there there's is a, a way, way. There's, there's always a way. A, and that's I tell my I, I do you know I work with I, all levels you know all levels so um even putting just a plug out there mm-hmm. reach out to a doula you never know what you know what's on her schedule or who she can connect you with um don't look at it all as money you know, yes. because if you have a service that you can offer and she may need a website, then you have a website. Yes, <laughs> you know? and, and So I, I think sometimes we have to get out of the, the mindset of just thinking that all we have to offer is money, which is really dope. It's good. It's good yes. stuff. Right. But it's it's also um, a matter of being aware of our own skills and talents and being able to exchange and uplift each other in those areas as well. And I'm sorry, you said you had a you had a question. So. No, yeah, I was gonna. But well, it's it kind of just naturally segued into that. I was gonna ask you, um, based on what you've shared and what you've described, and I think you said said earlier that you know if a woman wanted to hire a doula, it's you know three to five thousand dollars for that kind of service. How do you, as, you know, a doula, as a, you know, in this business, in a business sense, how do you make your services accessible? And you kind of already answered the question. So, (laughs) you know, you kind of said to to reach out. And I think, and and the reason I ask this too, is I think of, you know, I think of like, um, my young, I say younger moms, but I look at, you know, the moms that are maybe teen moms, you know, who don't necessarily have the resources financially to afford what is, I consider to be a priceless service that how are they able to, you know, work with someone like yourself? Do they, you know, can they volunteer, you know, service hours after the baby shows up or are you able to like kind of work with those kinds of families or those kinds of moms who don't necessarily have the means? Yes. And I will say that there are creative ways to find the means. Okay. So, you know, we, instead of having a baby shower, maybe we have something where we're, you know, fundraising for your doula services or maybe we have something where we're letting people know that you want a doula and seeing who wants to support that. Because that's another thing too, is we have, we have to, we have to look at resources and um, know that we're supported, you know, or that we will be supported. So, um, you know, I'm open to, to those things as well. And I, I mean, I've done services for no ch- <laughs> so it's um you know it's it's a it's a a service that I feel is very hard to put enough yeah yeah um because because of it so um you know as I say you know just reach out to me an email and you know we'll work from there but understanding that where 
I am in my journey as far as being a doula and being able, be, being able to divide, I'm, I'm sorry, provide the support. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also aware that this needs to spread. Yes. So yes. what I look forward to do, um, what I look forward um, you know, to in the future is teaching doulas, teaching people, mm-hmm. you know, how to to show up for even our elderly right now. You know, we talk about our future, which is 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 strong and it's full of fire. Mm-hmm. These babies are being born just full of fire, aware, lifting their head up, opening their eyes. But we can't forget about there's also mm-hmm. death doulas. You okay. know, so we have to we have to be aware that our elderly need our support and our um our time our attention as well so i do look forward to to sharing you know my knowledge um you know from my wonderful teachers because that's one of the things i do want to say really briefly is that i've mm-hmm. had some awesome teachers and um without them I wouldn't be able to, it would be much harder for me (laughs) to come, you know, to, um, to where I am today. So I'm thankful for that support, but, um, yeah, just being aware that is, this is for us. This is something that was going on way before, way before I could remember. So I definitely feel divinely in tune and aligned to what I'm doing, um, and the services that I'm providing for, for all people, you know, for people of color, most definitely. Um, but I'm there as, again, I said, a neutral, a neutral place to um, families going through this, this transition. Cause it's big. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Thank you for that. I mean, I, I, I I love your vision. And as I was listening to you, I'm just like, oh, I see her in a room full of women and couples and families and educating them on the power of this work and the necessity of this of this service, of the the magic that you provide for these families. Because I think you're right. I think that creating visibility is is huge and visibility will create accessibility and that will create resources because once people realize, oh, this is something that we need. This isn't just something yes. like no shade. This isn't just something that like white folks on the West side do. This is something mm-hmm. that black folks, ancient black folks were doing. This is something right. that we can do for each other. And to know that there are ways to be able to make it available and that it's not just for this and not just for that. And that, because I tell you before today, if someone asked me what a doula was, I was like, oh, they're like a birthing coach or something. I think I really didn't know. Yeah. I really didn't I mean, know. <laughs> that's one of the lines there. I mean, it's, that's one of the things that sometimes I, I will tell, I, I'll share people with people so that they can have a closer understanding to what it is because again like it's a greek word mm-hmm. so <laughs> right um but yeah yeah I yeah yeah but it's i mean but it's like it's i feel enlightened because now i'm like oh no a doula yeah a doula everybody needs a doula <laughs> like every woman that i know you need one and if you are in the process of preparing to bring life you need one. And if you, like you said, I'm so glad you mentioned the the death doula element because you're right. There's transitions that are happening that are bringing life, that are transitioning life out of the body, coming through the body. And then when, you know, soul is leaving the body and it sounds like there's just a space that needs to be held 
particularly for women. Cause I think of like my mother, for instance, my mother is a mother of five and she's also one of eight and her mother, my grandmother transitioned at the end of last year. And it's only been a couple of months. And I know that all of her eight children are still living. They are all still obviously in that very, very early stage of acceptance that their mother has transitioned. And my grandma, Mildred, shout out to grandma Mildred. Um, she was everybody's mother. You know, she was everybody's mother. She was, she birthed eight children, you know, into this world and had 22 grandchildren and another 10 great grandchildren. So she was a, a OG mother, you know, and if I think about her life and how much she prevailed, you know, and overcame that if she had a doula, you know what I mean? Just if she had a doula, like how, you know, what that would have been like. And in a lot of ways, you know, her friends and her daughters, you know, essentially were her doulas as she was beginning to transition out of her bodies, her granddaughters, you know, we were able to be those, those doulas for her, those, those just representations of powerful femininity that show up in a way that no shade to men, but only women can. There's something that only we can. There's things that only they can, but there's a lot of things that only we can do for each other. And it just makes me so excited to think about where this is going, because I really think that you, Christina, are part of a movement you know, part of an awakening that is happening in, in our community of women. And I appreciate you for being so open and sharing the knowledge that you did. And I'm plugging you all over the place. So (laughs) find her maybe next time she comes on, we'll talk about (laughs) yoga, but this time, this is where I was felt to to lead this conversation. So I'm not going to keep you too much longer, but before we go, I just want to make sure that you share how people can connect with you. Um, through social media and et cetera. And then, um, and then we will wrap it up. Great. And of course, you know, the, the breakdown that you gave when you said visibility, accessibility, I was like, those were the words I was looking for (laughs) straight to the point to, but yeah, those that's, that's what we need. And black maternal health week was last week and it was beautiful but something that needs to be con- it's it's something that needs to be continued um as far as the awareness um that we have our power and that we can go into these hospitals supported we can have home births at birth centers we can birth at home it's it's a matter of knowing that we can do these things. Um, I can be contacted at she rose doula services at gmail.com. And I know that's a mouthful and it's S H E R O S E doula services at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook as she rose doula services. Um, I have an Instagram as well. Same thing. Actually, I'm sorry. It's she rose doula. Um, I am a mama, a mamapreneur and, um, definitely, definitely a person who wants to give and serve. So contact me, um, you know, and we can, we can roll from there. Yes. And yes, she is a mama y'all and her daughter, 
Hana just celebrated her yes. sixth year. Yes. Yes, so, her sixth year. Awesome. Mighty so, ha- child. Mighty <laughs> child. Yes, girl. Well, happy birthday. Yes, she- <laughs> Thank you. Thank- <laughs> yes. She's a fire baby. So f- she's 420. Um, I had a midwife and an OBGYN. So the OBGYN said her, her due date would be 420. My midwife told me she'll get here when she's supposed to. She came on 420 at 917 PM, three pushes. Oh. And yeah. There you yeah. go. Oh, I love it. She's like, yeah, um, I already have my appointment, so I'll be there. Thank you. Make sure you have everything ready that. for me. And here I am. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Thank you so much, Christina, for saying yes. I'm just, I'm super grateful because, you know, everyone that I reached out to a couple weeks ago about being a featured guest on this podcast, everyone said yes, even though I told them very little about what we would be doing <laughs> or talking about. But I love that people are showing up for me. And like I said, my intention for this podcast, one of my intentions is to create a space where people can come on share a little bit of their magic, a little bit of their gift and create a a space for people to be able to connect and grow. So again, if you're listening to this, connect with Christina. She's an amazing human being. We talked about just one of her gifts today, but she does have many, many more that we can explore at another time. So thank you so much again, and I will talk to you soon. You have a wonderful day. Okay. You too. Okay. Bye. Wow. When I tell you that there are no two episodes of this podcast that are alike, that is an understatement, to say the least. That conversation was so beautiful and really created the space for me to open up and share some things about my story, my journey, some facets of who I am. And I really, really feel so educated and enlightened by the information that Christina shared. Be sure to connect with her if you have any further questions, which I'm sure many of you may. I know for damn sure that I want to hire a doula right now. And I'm sure there's some other women who are out there thinking the same thing to themselves. So be sure to connect with Christina Wary. You can find her on Facebook with her first and last name. You can also find her on She Rose Doula Services on Facebook, on Instagram. And again, you can always connect with any of my guests that are on the podcast. If you can't find them on social media, you can always connect to them through me. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, the the mother, the healer and the woman in me recognizes the beautiful mother and the healer in you, Christina. And I just appreciate you for taking the time and for saying yes to being a part of this experience with me. I know the information that you shared is really going to fall upon the listeners that really need to hear it. So thank you for being so open. I look forward to connecting with you again soon. I appreciate you, girl. You have your choice of podcasts that you can listen to, tune into, subscribe to, and share. And I want to take a moment to just express my sincere gratitude for you choosing this one. In this moment right here and now, I see the light. I see the love. I see the wisdom. I see the beauty, the prosperity, and the abundant joy shining within you. And I bow humbly before your divinity. Namaste. Peace, y'all.